0: Hey everyone, what is up and welcome back to another episode of the Lifestyle Lifter Show. I hope everyone is having a great week so far. As of recording this, I am under five weeks out, 4.5 weeks out from stepping up on stage for the very first time in London, July 16th. I am nervous, I am excited, I feel completely out of my comfort zone. is not something i ever would have envisioned myself to do but you know what what doesn't challenge you doesn't change you life is all about different experiences trying out new things and this is just something else that i want to add to my I guess at this stage I've been training for 10 years, 10 years actually, as of as of May 2013, that was when I initially joined the gym. So it's just putting everything that I've done so far into accumulation and basing everything that I've done, in the presence that I can bring on stage for four and a half weeks time. So I'm nervous, I'm excited, but I wanna share, I guess, just my approach as to how I've lost quite a lot of weight inside a relatively short period of time. I'm down about 10 kilograms inside 12 weeks. And what's funny for me is, I always wondered in the past what is the heaviest weight that i can be where i feel i have the most explosive amount of power and where i also look the best and ironically enough when i'm at 85 kg for instance i have visible abs i still have abs like obviously not shredded abs but you can see definition there even when i got to 90 i still had some element of definition of abs but now i guess that i'm 10 kilos lighter i'm adding just the level of definition and my body fat percentage significantly decreased. Interesting to me. So I started this cut with visible abs, not completely shredded abs, and now I guess ten weeks or four and a half weeks out, I've got that down to a newer level, and just obviously lowered my body fat percentage and as a result increased and improved my my definition and so on. So it's it's just funny the way the body works really that. I had more body fat than I ever even realised but that's not to say that being at this body fat level is, is healthy nor do I want to stay here for, for too much longer after the bodybuilding show I'd estimate I'm probably sitting at maybe 9% now it could be could be off I could be wrong I don't really know because Dexas up of er, up to 3 to 7 percent so imagine getting a scan saying you're 8 percent and you could potentially be 11 percent that is a big big difference so I'm not sure if I will or if I will not get a Dexas scan before I step up on the stage it will be good in one but at the other end I'm just like it's not really something I'm too bothered about but anyways on today's topic so I'm four and a half <laughs> and energy on some days is higher than the other. so typically the way my day works is Start the day off full of energy. I will eat my first meal roughly around half seven in the morning, have some coffee, get to the gym, start training by half nine or ten, get back from the gym, back to practice, posing, I walk to and from the gym because I have to hit 15, 14 000 to 15,000 steps a day. I'll have my second meal, probably one, one thirty, and then just every, a meal every two and a half to three hours. So today meal three would be at four thirty. I'll try to finish up eating by seven thirty again. I do notice a big drop off in my energy levels. After that meal three, um well, particularly after my final year there, I'm just, I'm ready for bed for the last two hours of the day. So that is just natural. It's part of the process. I'm just accepting my comfort zone. And just, it's it's so rewarding on one end and it does require so much discipline on the other end. With all of that being said, I wanna share with you, the listener, how I've actually lost, you know, pretty much 10 kilos inside the last 12 weeks for my first ever show. And the first thing I'm gonna talk about is a fat loss sprint by, at the end of March. And goal is a dream with a deadline. So, I moved to Dubai at the end of March and I knew that I'd be doing a photo shoot at the end of April. Okay. I hadn't initially booked the photo shoot, I hadn't booked the date, but I kind of had a date in mind there for the first month I was going to be rigorous with this. So, I went on a fat loss sprint, very deficit, but a very, very aggressive one. So, I went hard from the get go. I was booked with this before. Coming into Dubai, my maintenance calories were probably 32 odd 100. I dropped down to 2200 pretty much straight, 2400 and then 2200. So that's already a thousand. That's like a thirty-three percent deficit right off the bat. I then went lower from 2200 or twenty-four hundred to 2,200. twenty-two hundred to two thousand, and we went to the danger zone at the spoke about before poverty calories sixteen hundred. That week was not fun, but that's as low as I went. Okay. The good thing about fat loss sprints is it's having a deadline in place. Team, I was on and on over whether I'd run a marathon. I first got introduced to David Goggins when he appeared on Joe Rogan's show, and. That just changed me. It Really, like, that was the most, his first ever appearance, if you haven't listened to it, absolutely amazing. And it just really, it, it, it begged for me to question all of the liminal beliefs that I was putting on myself, and my potential, and what I was actually capable of. Within three days, I booked the job at a marathon, which was about six months away. And all of a sudden, you just get so much more clarity when you know you have a goal, when you know you've got something to work towards. A race, an event, a deadline, something with a deadline. If you put it out there and you book it, even before you think you're ready that is the key i was not ready to run the marathon i was not ready to and i will not be ready and i'll probably never feel ready to defeat and once you book it your mind will find a way to work on that goal of yours so for me with with going to dubai and just having that end date initially it's just a photo shoot this was just meant to be for a photo shoot i knew that okay i've got four hard weeks here i'm gonna go hard but i know there's a finish line within sight within 28 days that's why i love fat loss sprints. And is a calorie deficit from 3,200 to 1,600, is that sustainable? Absolutely not. But it's not meant to be. It's a sprint for a reason. A sprint is not the same as a marathon. And this is something I've really changed my mind about. Sure, going to those low calories is not sustainable. But guess what? Do you really want to be in a calorie deficit for the full 52 weeks of the year? I would argue that's also not sustainable. That there are times when I take diet breaks. Whereas with this, with the fat loss sprint, it's kind of like incorporating both. Because the way my fat loss sprint worked was I knew that to be the first four weeks I'd be going hard right from the get-go but then there was a break afterwards. And that was what I called my main 10. I went up to 27 as high as 2850 without gaining any weight at all. Okay, I did that slowly over time, rebuilt my metabolism and then now that I'm starting this cut I went back down and I'm only at 2200 now which is not that bad at all. Okay, But I love fat loss sprints much more than just being in a deficit year-round. So how would this apply to your life? You know that you have a holiday you want to peak for the look, to look your best for an age, a social event. And it's probably eight, 10, 12 weeks away, four weeks away, whatever it might be. Let's just imagine it's 12 weeks away. You could set this up in such a way that you go five weeks hard. First five weeks, we go hard. We go into a deficit. For week six, we take a maintenance break where we bump up a week off, we chillax. And then for the next five weeks, we go hard again and we take a maintenance break a week off the holidays, whatever it might be. It's just a lovely way to navigate being in a calorie deficit, and actually having breaks in between, so it's not just too monotonous. And number two, most importantly, so you don't encounter metabolic slowdown or metabolic adaptation, where your metabolism will just naturally slow down and get accustomed to the that fat loss sprint, knowing that there was an end date in mind. The maintenance break was a real welcome reward because it allowed me to increase my calories again, and I've done it before. It's happened two consecutive years ever since I've done a photo shoot, where I actually lost weight when I increased my calories after the photo shoot and looked a bit better in the period after it. Even though I was eating up and if something similar happened with the bodybuilding show. But that is the first thing. Fat loss sprints, highly recommend. And number two is nutrition. I spoke about it in last week's show, Neil Prep. Honestly, such a game changer. Such a game changer. How many of you listen to this? Do you get home from work and you have some meat there or there's something in the fridge, something there ready to cook? No other option but to cook it, you'll cook it. But what I bet you'll do is while you cook it, you're snacking on nuts. You're snacking on chocolate, you're snacking on anything you can get your hands on in the kitchen because naturally enough you're hungry, you're hungry, you're stressed out after work, you just want to wind down. Or at lunchtime, you're going out for lunch and maybe you're eating from a deli. Maybe you're eating quote-unquote healthy foods of a thousand calories. Meal prepping, it just makes everything so much easier. So analyse your week, decide when you're able to cook. Will you have the discipline and the willpower to cook at that time? And are there times when you need to have some meals so you can have something quick to tie over and so you can also perform your best too, okay? You're given if you had a salmon and vegetable and lunch versus something like a chicken filler roll, okay? So the type of food you eat matters and for me with meal prep, I'll always base it around my lean protein as I spoke about last week. Something I've been lacking in my diet before is fat. I typically do it in places. I don't eat much peanut butter because I find it hard to stop once I start eating it. I don't really have I don't use coconut I don't um, eat avocados often so I don't actually get a whole lot of healthy fats so for me for my meal prep I need some sort of healthy fat so I, I've opted for salmon and lean beef now I've removed the salmon since just because it's kind of higher in calories and it's a low enough volume of food or protein to take and I've swapped that out with turkey instead but I still have lean beef less than 5% mint or less than 5% fat and then chicken or turkey that's lean protein in general the deeper and the the more your calories drop, the want more bean source of protein as opposed to a fattier source of protein. For example, it's hard to justify if your calories, if my calories are 2,200, it's hard for me to justify eating a lamb chop that might set me back 500 calories for a small small amount. Where if I, could, I'm obviously. I, I'm still getting the same amount of protein, not getting as much fat, not getting as many calories, and I have more calories to play around with. So your protein sources do become more important the deeper you are into a cut. My favorite three at the moment in terms of just meat are chicken or turkey, lean steak, mince. And then i really like cod as well cod is a great one too it's a prep around fiber as I said last week i am the laziest cook ever i want things done as quickly as possible that is why i get chicken um, i got chicken mints in dubai i'm getting turkey mints here back in dublin why am i doing this because it does not require me to do something which i freaking hate i bet you're the same chop up raw meat i just do not enjoy it it takes time it takes effort something which for me and it's easier to just fire in the pan okay um, so that's my protein for my veggies frozen veggies as i said no bother at all There's no difference between frozen and fresh. Just fresh will probably taste that bit better. But seeing as I'm doing this as a a meal prep and I'm cooking it over numerous days or having it over numerous days, I'm going to be reheating it anyway. So it's no problem at all. So, and I'll do that in the morning because I'll also cook my carbs. So as I mentioned before, protein fiber, my carbs, In I like to cook those fresh. You can batch cook your rice, something I might look into doing because I'm only having 50 grams a day it doesn't equate to a lot of batch cooking so I'll cook it it's been an absolute game changer so I'm having four meals a day three of which are meat and veg based with some some carbs there and the only meal that I have to cook is my protein oats my post-workout protein oats and that literally takes seven minutes i'd say all in all okay all i do is i get I've 75 grams of oats that's what i'm down to at the moment i've got my protein shake in the fridge overnight i often find when you leave your oats in the fridge overnight it just cooks better the next day it's a nicer consistency the oats soak up into the water that bit more um, i'll take them out of the, the fridge the next day pop them in the microwave for five minutes Take it out of the microwave. There's probably still a small bit of moisture there. So what I'll do is I'll get 100% cacao powder spread on top of the oats. Put them back in the microwave for another two minutes. Now the blueberries are kind of melted. My chocolate and cacao powder, it's kind of melted in it. I'll take it out of the microwave again. If I need a tiny bit of hot water just to add a bit more moisture, I'll add that. And then I'll get one square, 10 grams of dark chocolate. Put the dark chocolate in on top of the oats back in the microwave for one more minute. And that is my post-workout meal melted dark chocolate but it tastes like dessert i don't know how i'm able to eat such healthy delicious foods and still be in the cut and lose its weight but honestly amazing my favorite meal of the day so that is how i worked my nutrition protein is really high at the moment so it's at like 220 220 grams which is probably unnecessarily high for my weight now i'm at 72.6 which is yeah it's, it's probably a bit too extreme but again my goal is to maintain as much muscle mass as possible to stay as full as possible and to eat as much food as possible while staying within my calorie limit that is why high protein will be drinks as well so drinks in between meals i found are just been a real game changer okay so i'll have a cup of green tea in the morning with my breakfast i'll have a coffee before the gym post-workout then i might have a decaf coffee and then in between when i'm working 7up, 7up free it's sweet to look forward to. And then there's things like my Wadi. I'm still tracking that I measure all of it out. But it's good to have these condiments in between meals just to keep you that bit fuller for longer. So drinks have been a real game changer for me. I'll recommend everyone to mention to one of my clients, Brendan, and he's, I'm looking at his food diary and it's going good. I'm happy with his protein, happy with his fiber, but I'm seeing like pros for him because he sometimes has a hard time winding down at night. No surprise. So that was a tip that I gave him to opt for decaf over just normal coffee after maybe 12, 12 midday, just so it doesn't impact your sleep. But decaf coffee in general, it is a great way. I highly recommend it for anyone looking to suppress your appetite over for an hour before your next meal. Okay. And then finally, so I noticed this off my cat, Blackie. What has this got to do with food? Whenever we let Blackie out in the morning, the first thing he would do is he'll run for his bowl, my cat, and he'll run for his bowl because he knows it's time to be fed. Then he usually, we, we live off, um, we live in the main road, but we live off um, my home house in Galway. There's a side road and it's a quiet side road. And he'll usually go through the fields and go back here, But he'll come back then around midday. He'll pop up on the windowsill outside the kitchen because he knows again, it's time to be fed. Once dinner time happens back at home, 3, 3.30, where's Blackie? He's on the window again. All right, he's looking and he wants his food and then he'll ask for something else around half six, seven o'clock. But Blackie doesn't realize this. He has an unconscious eating window, eating schedule, times that he wants food. With the times that he wants his meals, his food. And I think it's a good approach for most people to try to set up your meals and have your meals at the same or similar time every single day. It just works well for your body clock. It works well for you knowing you're getting something in every maybe three odd hours. And try not to go, you know, four, five, six hours without eating anything. Because often happens, I'll ask them for a food diary, and it often might look something like this. Breakfast in the morning before work is porridge. That's at maybe eight o'clock. They might have lunch at one o'clock, and that's like a bowl of soup, and maybe a sandwich. And then from lunch until the, by the time they get home for dinner, six o'clock, six thirty, five and a half five and a half hours without eating anything. And naturally enough then, they've gone from eating pretty much damn all during the day to your apps but they also eat and snack notoriously for the evening because they've under ate during the day. Whereas I'm a big believer that you should try to balance your meals out accordingly. So for instance, if you are having 160 grams of protein a day, try to get 4 servings of 40 grams in 4 meals. It will just help satiate you more throughout the day. And try to keep the same or similar number of your digestion, your breakdown, maybe your post-workout meal might be that bit bigger. But in general, try to have an even balance of your calories across your meals every single day. It's just really going to help with your fullness single. And I know for a lot of people listening, you probably eat light in the morning and eat heavy in the evening. But well, I would challenge you, eat a bigger breakfast and eat a bigger lunch. And note what happens to that evening snack. Are you tempted off bar chocolate, protein bar? A protein yogurt on top of nuts and everything else you're snacking on do you need that if you have a bigger breakfast a bigger lunch balanced dinner and a healthy snack in between my guess is you will not be going for the biscuit tin for those treats in the evening if you manage your earlier parts of the day better it's meal after my gym workout it'll be half one then typically four four thirty around six thirty or seven in and around that that'll be my meal timing and i found that really out okay but then the last thing so obviously with my training and I spoke with this before, I'm a big fan of hybrid training. Hybrid training, it's kind of like you're doing a combination of heavier lifting or some of the power lifting. So I'm doing something a bit more leaning towards that now with more pump work. But I also still want to maintain my cardio base too. So it's kind of like you're being a jack of all trades, but a master of one. But something that I've been a big fan of in the, over the years, I never want to be just the guy that's able to lift heavy, but is not able to run a 10k. I also don't want to be the guy that's able to run a 10k, but looks like a weakling in the gym. I don't want to be the bodybuilder who the stairs i just want to be fit i want to be healthy i want to be in this game i want to be the fittest man in the grave whenever i die okay i want to be doing this for not the next year not the next decade for the rest of my life okay and that is why i like incorporating some strength work some pump weight just because i um, some of the running some of the cardio that i was doing has been quite taxing like running it it's not the most joint for any form of cardio but it's something i want to keep up but i've had to scale that back now to just one run a week as opposed to two or even three i do one um Probably 6k I would say to just going to get the steps in. On my other cardio days, so I do two kind of cardio days. One is a steady state, 5 or 6k run. The other is um, high intensity for 15 minutes. It's treadmill sprints and higher speed. And that's like 15 seconds on, 45 seconds off. But then for my third cardio session, which I would have done over in Dubai, it was more like anaerobic condition where it's like 40 seconds off the lactic acid in the legs. I have removed that just simply because I'm not able to recover from it as much on 2200 calories at the moment. Um, just recovery just come into play here and this is where I've had to revamp my training so my current training split is push-pull legs I'm running that twice but I've had to remove from my leg session and with Mince Fizzo your legs actually aren't assessed not that I'm going to stop training legs but it's really just your calves and then the big thing you're looking for is broad back, so broad lats a 10 waist and then just nice kind of defined delts okay so I got to prioritize my upper body more so my training has reflected that but still I'm doing two leg sessions a week but for fourth session for my upper body. I have removed barbell back squats for the next few weeks just because they're very, very fantastic move. Fantastic movement. But I just find I cannot recover fully from them and it just takes away from the rest of my training week almost. And that's if I do them any more on Monday and I just can't afford that with time now being off the Essence. So I have removed barbell back squats. and replaced them with interim squats, which are still quite taxing, still really difficult. Just the load is more controlled and it's not as technical, that's all. Um, but that's the big question on a Monday and Tuesday I'll do my pull Wednesday I will do push Thursday it's back to legs Friday it's back to pull Saturday it's kind of like a bit of a recovery session and then Sunday I'm back to push again Um, and that is it so running each body part, push pull legs two times a week with uh, one cardio session and one kind of recovery day I found that's helped with me getting enough volume in while managing my recovery as best as possible managing my recovery as best as possible it is taking to do is i actually have to scale back on my volume and for instance now with legs i'm not doing any more than three working sets i might i did four sets last week in deadlifts but typically i'm just doing no more than three which would be the minimum effective dose enough for me to get a training stimulus but i want to activate without annihilating because even yesterday on the treadmill go faster but i was just looking at my heart rate as it was getting higher and higher i just cannot afford that it would feel good in the moment, it would feel good now, but I'd be, I'd be regretting it later on in the week. So it's kind of hard as somebody who likes to push, push, push. I really have to get that fine balance with my training, that I'm training hard enough that, you know, I'm still tearing down the muscle fiber, but not too hard that it's going to impact my muscle. I just want to maintain muscle. And for me to maintain muscle, I have to train within two reps of reserve and just keep my intensity at roughly an 8 out of 10. So that's how I've been working my training. Hybrid, push pull legs still. So I'm still doing running, just not as much, but I'm still lifting. I'm doing deadlifts. I'm still doing chin-ups all of those compound lifts and I'm still doing doing more pump work now so like machine work which is something I wouldn't have done a whole lot of before but it's good just for isolating and targeting specific muscles which I need to bring on steps in so it's 105,000 She sent me just 14,000 but I'm already at 15 and I try to keep it that way. Simple way for me is I walk to and from the gym and by the time I finish my gym workout i will always aim to have 10k at least in so it's just nice and refreshing knowing that it's just after midday and I've already got a workout in I've already hit my 10k steps. And for anyone out there who's, who finds it hard to get your steps in, big thing I would recommend is microdosing it throughout the day. So you might go for a morning walk, like just 10 minutes to work after every single meal go for a 5 or 10 minute walk on your lunch break at work and first thing in the morning, after dinner in the evening, not only is this good for getting your steps up it's also very good for your digestion too which is why i do it anyways i always try to go for a walk after every meal even if it's just five minutes it will help and studies just show this it will help with you actually digesting and breaking down the food so and then finally the last thing that's really helped me is i've hired a coach and it's accountability honestly biggest game changer for me is just having some element of accountability i never realized the importance of it until until i really got into this until i hired my first i was actually a business coach back um over three years ago now and just the power of checking in at someone, because you don't know what you don't know, and sometimes you can be your own worst enemy, you can get in your own head, and you're on the right path, that you are doing things right, and it just gives you that bit more confidence, knowing that what you're doing is working, but you've also someone there to reach out to, which is what I'm currently doing with my coach, so I have a lot of kind of coaches that I'm bouncing off and feeding off, but I have one main coach that I've hired, uh, Tony McAleavy is his name, and it's just good that I've someone to check in with, someone to send physique pictures around my peak week coming up in a few weeks time, any questions I have around my calories, around my macros, it's all there, guided out, laid out for me. Which is fantastic. And also, um, Rob Lipson has helped me out a small bit as well with this because he's just been recently doing a cut. So he's given me some good tips and feedback there, which is awesome. Brian Kane, he's one of my mentors, my business mentor at the moment. But again, um, it's up to have that perspective and accountability from people who've done it, who have the skin of the game. But my main coach is Tony McElevey for this, and I'm excited to see what shape I can bring up on in stage inside the next four and a half weeks just having someone to check in with filling out my accountability form looking at my data there it is so so beneficial for keeping in progress so that and then as well because i'm in this game because i'm really diving into the bodybuilding now i'm watching youtube series and this is important because you know if you want to achieve something that is outside of the norm chances are a lot of the people that you surround yourself with probably will not understand you so it can be hard sometimes to actually find like-minded people who understand the journey you're on and who will support you. But that's for the two videos. Uh shout out to another Irish coach, Shane Story. Um, he's got a good great YouTube series on from power to or powerlifting to bodybuilding. And it's like 50 episodes. So I'm watching like two or three of those a day, and it's really good just to again to understand I'm not the only one feeling this way. This is how he was feeling four and a half, five weeks, the same thing. So it's reassuring to me to know that I'm not the only one feeling this way and um, it's normal to feel this way when you're in a calorie deficit there is going to be some element of hunger your energy levels will naturally drop um, with the reduced calories but it's all part of the process and just one thing on this I'm not gonna tell myself I'll be happy when I step on stage I've made that mistake before and then when you step on stage you're like is this all it is what's next what's next after the marathon raise the process and take in every single moment take in every single moment the research does show that achieving the goal doesn't actually yield the most amount of happiness it's the journey that got you there. That's what you're going to reflect back on. What journey are you on in the moment? Are you working towards that? Don't set yourself up for failure by always telling yourself you'll be happy when you get the body you want. You meet the partner you want. You make the money you want. You have the house you want. It's about the journey. It's about the, the path to getting there. That's where the real reward is. And that's what I'm really trying to embrace and just take in. Because I might time, I don't know, but it probably be my last time. That's why I want to just try to embrace it and not put my happiness on hold and just enjoy every single moment. All right. So that is my process. That is how I've lost over 10 kilos inside the last 12 weeks. So everything from fat loss sprints to meal prep, in between to meal timing to the type of training and cardio that I'm doing to have an accountability and to have a coach in. Um, so that is all for this week's episode that is a wrap I hope you got value from the show if you did the only thing I will ask is please leave a 5 star review and or leave a rating honestly I do not run out to the show it is as like you leaving 5 star review you can do it while you're listening it only takes 2 seconds but it's really greatly appreciated um, if you are interested in any freebies I will post freebies in the show notes for a 7 day fat loss accelerator if you want to get off to a fat loss sprint and get that off to a start we have also got some nice rest training program too. I'll post the links in the show notes. If you want one-to-one customized coaching and you want all of this accountability laid out for you and you want to drop some stubborn fat or your skinny fat, or you have some body fat you want to get rid of, coming up through the summer months of this time of year, I'll post. Um, you can just send me a message on Instagram. I'm at MacLifestyleFitness. I'll post a link to my IG in the show notes. Uh, definitely hit me up there. You can just follow me, follow my content. find it helpful. And until next week, I hope everyone has an amazing week and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode Off.